Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Pixel Swim podcast, the podcast where we talk about design and technology and other tidbits. Uh, my name is Steve Heinrich, the host, the only host. <laughs> so it's just me this time again. So yeah, let's just dive in. Today is April 19th. 2018. Forgot to mention that. So, anyway, let's try and redive in, uh, dry ourselves off, and redive in. <laughs> okay. So, notes from this week. Uh, I talked on the last episode about Spotify, about how my wife uses that, and there's no real good way to go to offline mode. There's, it's like a few taps. It's not buried in the settings, but the fact that you have to go into the settings to turn it on was kind of a, you know, not a huge inconvenience, but it wasn't the easiest thing to do, especially because we don't have a ton of data when we're out and about. So, but I had read this article a little while ago when I was looking into this about a, a toggle that you, that for the notification shade in Android 7 and later for Spotify, uh, for specifically to turn on and off the the offline mode for Spotify. And this is something that I looked and tried to add on my wife's phone, the LG Q6, which is running 7.1, I believe, and it wasn't available. So I would edit, you know, all of the toggle options and the Spotify option wasn't there. But I was looking again, uh, I was doing some other, you know, updates and, and things to her phone. And I noticed that Spotify actually had an update and lo and behold (laughs) the toggle showed up in in the uh notification toggles so it she now has an easy way to toggle spotify's offline mode which was really nice to see so uh thank you spotify for i don't know what they did in the update it was supposed to be there before it wasn't but now it is so Glad to see that. So, and I just wanted to, after the last episode, uh, Frank Neithart commented on the episode page, which if you want, there is a comment section on each episode on the show notes, under the show notes. So he uh, responded that and suggested the Lumia 925. And he suggested this in regards to me looking for a Windows Phone 8.1 device to have for my archives. So I definitely looked into that a little bit. There was actually a version of the 925 on T-Mobile here in the US at one point, but it only came with 16 gigabytes of onboard storage, no SD card expansion, no replaceable battery, no nothing. So you can get them pretty cheap now though, I I noticed, but uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna go with that one or not. I appreciate Frank suggesting that though. It's a, looks like a really great device. I just can't get my hands on the higher, you know, the, uh, the, the version with higher internal storage. So also I just wanted to give an update on NPass, which is that there's no update. Uh, I haven't switched over to NPass yet. I've, I'm, <laughs> it's just, I've just been so busy, you know, to take the time to go through that process, even though I've, you know, I've done a bunch of other things. I just still haven't gotten to NPass. So sorry if you're tuning in for that. Uh, I'll, again, when I get to it, I will definitely report back. So this week also my Moto E4 Plus got the March security update, which was nice to see. I, If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see that I tweeted it out when it happened. And the previous security patches it had on there, the, the security package or whatever you want to call it, it, had was the January, I believe it was January. 
Oh, no, it was actually the December 2017 security update. So, yeah, uh, got three. <laughs> I think I, I said it on Twitter, too. It's like, Motorola, thank you for the update. So now every three months or so, I'm about a month behind on security updates. So, but it's, you know, it is, it's nice to see that they, they haven't abandoned the device. I, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure that I read somewhere that the Moto E4 Plus is st- going to be stuck on Android 7.1. That's it. That's as far as it's going. So I'm not waiting for uh, an Oreo update there. So also I'm still using the LG Q6 as my main my daily driver my main device and it's kind of growing on me (laughs) the size of it is really nice it's it's not the greatest phone in the world the camera isn't the greatest but it's very serviceable it's just you know it's been a really nice device so i was testing out some of the smart lock features this week and i was reading that the the location-based security uh smart lock feature where it'll keep your phone unlocked if you're in a certain geographic area like at home or you know at work or something like that and you can set different things and I was trying to get it to work consistently but it wasn't and I read somewhere that you can if you open up your places in your smart lock settings if you open up the places where the smart lock location works or should be enabled and then kind of move it around a little bit to kind of re-register the location that it would work and it you know it did at first but it consistently just stopped working and it would just relock the device because i don't think i mentioned this about the q because there's no biometrics well there's no fingerprint sc- uh, scanner or sensor on there the one thing that's kind of strange about it is it actually has a face unlock feature uh, using the the selfie cam. And I tried that out for a little bit. It was actually pretty decent. I was <laughs> it was and it worked with the screen off. So, you know, obviously that uses a little extra battery to have that running all the time. And I imagine it's just constantly looking for a face. So but either way, the Q6 has been really nice to use recently so it's it's been working well for me uh i can't say that it's on my you know my list of favorite phones of all time but you know it's been it's been working really nicely and it was such an affordable device and that just makes it even better and you know you just kind (laughs) of overlook a lot of things when you when you get a phone for really cheap so really been enjoying it also this week i am going to go into work, which I work at home, but I go in every once in a while. So we're filming a short video for Earth Day and I will be shooting some video, which I will be doing with my Lumia 950. So and also a few photos as well. It's my only phone that I have right now that shoots raw photos, which I will be using, you know, just for some basic, basic stuff. So and the video too. It, uh, the the mics on the, the phone are good enough uh, for what we're doing. It's just, you know, to share on social media and that kind of thing. It's not a big professional production or anything like that. So uh, I'm going to try out the Lumia 950 for that. And hopefully it all goes well. I mean, I've got the tripod and everything. So it should be an interesting little experiment. So we'll hopefully it comes out nice and, and I get some good video with that. But I'm looking forward to doing that. I got two batteries ready to go. And uh, I mean, the video is not gonna be too long. I'm only about two minutes or so, but shouldn't need more than one battery. But either way, 
it's nice to have the option if we, you know, decide to do a lot of extra shooting or something like that. So we'll see what the dealio is with that. And uh, I'll try and report back and, and let you know how that went. So also this week, I enabled Wi-Fi calling on my mine and my wife's phones. So I it's on the LG Q6, which we're both using right now. There is the option to enable Wi-Fi calling. And, uh, and I talked a lot about Mint SIM last week, but they offer Wi-Fi calling on their accounts. So... I decided to try and turn it on. I've never really gone through the process of that. There's, you know, a couple steps where you enable it in your uh, your service account. So I went into MintSim and enabled Wi-Fi calling. And you have to put in an emergency address uh, because I guess Wi-Fi calling does, uh, as far as emergency calling 911 over here in the U.S., it doesn't. It, it can't really track your location like a cellular network would. So you're basically, you have to input an address and agree to some terms that it's you're not getting all the same features as if you were on a cellular network. So emergency services may not <laughs> be able to find you. So you have to put in a, a default uh, home address or, or, you know, any address that you want to put in as a default address for them to send people, you know, to if I guess if you're trying to make an emergency call. But uh, yeah, enabled it in MintSim, agreed to the terms, turned it on on the phone, and everything didn't work at first, but a reboot of the phone and then uh, it showed up that Wi-Fi calling was good to go. And, And this is good because my wife actually one of her classes is in the, you know, the, the basement of a building and she gets zero service. So uh, on the campus that she's on sometimes. So it's nice to be able to uh, call and text, send and receive call and calls and texts still over Wi-Fi, which is, I think is really kind of neat. So I know T-Mobile touts that. Uh, I don't know if any other carriers have Wi-Fi calling or not here in the U.S., uh, pretty interesting feature though so it's 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 nice to have um i we still need to test it out a little bit because originally there's a few settings too with wi-fi calling where you can set wi-fi as the preferred way to call regardless of whether you're connected to a cellular network or you can set the cellular network as the preferred method and obviously if you're not connected to a cellular network and the Wi-Fi is on it, it'll just use Wi-Fi. So, but I set, originally I set ours to use Wi-Fi as the preferred way. I figured uh, the signal can be a little low in our, in our house sometimes. So why not just keep it connected to the Wi-Fi? But, you know, I, I, I don't know, it didn't seem quite right. So I changed it back to cellular network preferred uh, just to, I don't know, it just felt, better after that i guess it seemed a little strange the phone as far as calling after that uh as far as calling when i had it on wi-fi preferred but either way uh it's been working well so far i'll have to have her call me when she has no signal and see how that goes but actually you know what she did she was at out at the shops and there's one shop in particular where she doesn't get any service where we either of us get any service inside when we're inside of it and she called me like normal and it you know it's basically a voice over ip call it's like skype or you know anything any other voice over ip service so there was a bit of a delay because where she was had open public wi-fi but it's it's a pretty slow wi-fi there so you know instant messaging pro- works 
fine usually you know it can get snagged up here and there where it won't send or receive but you know or it takes a minute it's kind of a slow wi-fi connection but when she did call me from there it, it i could hear her but there was a delay so basically i would say something and then you know three or four or five seconds <laughs> she would hear it so it was you know realizing it I kind of said, there's a delay. So, you know, I would say there's a delay. So we would kind of, it's, you know, it's almost like talking on walkie talkies. You just wait until you're, <laughs> you almost have to say like over, you know, and stuff like that. But uh, so it wasn't the greatest there, but I know at her school, the the Wi-Fi is really fast. So we'll have to test it out there, see how it goes. But yeah, Wi-Fi calling enabled on both of our devices. We'll see if that helps us out or there's any noticeable improvement to service in low service areas with Wi-Fi. So, okay, there's some news this week. Uh, I guess Gmail, uh, I should say news in the design slash technology realm where Gmail is getting a redesign on the web. So I'll post a link to the Verge article about this. And if you take a look at it, it's not a huge difference, but you can tell that they've tweaked, especially the sidebar in Gmail and, you know, some of the user interface elements to kind of add in more features like keep and calendar and stuff like that into the sidebar. So I guess they're also adding in quick replies, <laughs> which if you use the Gmail app, you'll know that they or the inbox app, I guess, which I've never really used. But if you use either one of those, they added in a feature with called quick replies, I get I think that's what it's called. And it offers up a few, you know, options to send back to the sender of the email so if it's you know a meeting invite or something like that or they're talking about meeting up it, you know it'll give you a few options like sounds good or you know stuff like that which eh, I've, I've never used them i keep it on just in case you know there's a i would like to reply quickly with one of them so uh, i haven't used it yet not super excited about that feature but uh, it's making its way into the Gmail on the web. So it, it, all the other changes look nice. There's a bunch of screenshots in this Verge article. You know, they're just really refining all of their stuff. They've always kind of had a slow approach to redesigning things, especially on the web. So you'll see that it, it still looks like Gmail. I mean, it, hopefully, there, you know, nothing is too, <laughs> too crazy different as far as functionality. But, you know, I, I think Google does a good job on the web as far as their tools. They've really kind of brought them all up to code, I guess you could say, to kind of match their material look. So I'm looking forward to it. I always enjoy updates to Gmail. So it's a, you know, over the years, it's gotten a lot better. They've added in things and Hopefully I won't screw with the labs stuff too much. So I'll have to go over at some point in the future my the which labs in, in Gmail in the Gmail settings I have enabled and maybe a couple other. There's an extension that I use too for that uh, for Gmail. There's a couple extensions. I'll have to go over that stuff in the future. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the redesign. Okay, so this week. I had some phone adventures. <laughs> so I, I know last week I talked, I think I talked a little bit about the X4, the Moto X4. So I was, you know, I'm looking, shopping as always, just kind of looking around at devices. And I decided that I would just bite the bullet. Well, this is what I decided. I didn't do it. I just want to make that clear before I say this. But 
I decided I was, you know, I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to treat myself. I've been doing a lot of work lately and I just wanted to treat myself. And I was, you know, like, I just, I'm just going to buy the Moto X4. You know, I, I really, really want it. And, you know, it's a little bit out of my normal price range for a device, but I'm just going to, you know, like I said, treat myself, treat yourself <laughs> if you watch Parks and Recreation. Anyway. So I looked at the different versions. There's the Android one version here in the US, which works on Project Fi and I guess is unlocked as well to work on all carriers. And then there's the version from Motorola itself, which I guess comes pre-installed with Amazon Alexa, which can't be uninstalled, only disabled. But I looked a lot on Swappa, of course. Sorry, <laughs> I always mention Swappa, but that's one of my first places that I go. And a lot of people selling the Android One version. I think it's because there is a sale right now where you buy one and get one. I don't know if it's free or not. Here, let me look up the sale. Okay, so it looks like, I don't know if this is the same sale, but it looks like with activation on Project Fi, you can get the Moto X4 for $249 versus $399. So I think a lot of people probably took advantage of that because I've seen a lot of people posting the Moto X4 Android One version on Swappa. So I was kind of torn between uh, the different versions when I was looking at getting the Moto X4 as far as getting the Motorola version or getting the Android One version. I think I, I talked to Mike Latori on Twitter a little bit about that. He suggested the that he would go with the Android One version. And at the time, I thought, yeah, I would definitely go with the Android One version. Gets updates and uh, quickly, and it's a lighter software, you know, more stock and all that. It adheres to Google's stock, you know, uh, Android specifications i guess you could say uh look you can look more into the android one program and but you know i kind of also wanted to get it directly from motorola too i i was finding a lot of conflicting information about the moto actions app so as far as the specifically it looked like the android one version wouldn't let you turn off the navigation on-screen navigation buttons and then use the front mounted fingerprint sensor as the the net the navigation for home back and recent apps and also the google assistant key where you long press and you know the uh google assistant comes up or whatever i use cortana on android i'll be honest but that's a story for another day but Either way, I, I, it looked like the Android One version didn't allow you to do that specifically from everything that I mean, I watched, you know, tons of videos and read a, read a bunch of reviews, but it, it seemed like the Android One version disabled that feature, the uh, the fingerprint sensor navigation key, where basically you get some more re uh, screen real estate back by switching to the fingerprint scanner for that navigation. So that kind of really, on my Moto E4 Plus, I use that a lot. You know, I, that's what I use. I don't have the on-screen navigation buttons. So it was kind of a, I was kind of torn between <laughs> the two versions. And honestly, I, I really leaning towards the Motorola version just because the updates and stuff like that are not, you know, it's not a deal breaker for me. I will probably, I mean, I use the Moto G third generation on Android 6.0 on Marshmallow 
pretty much the whole time that I had it, you know, and, and I think Oreo was released near the end of it, of the uh, Moto G's, my time with the Moto G. So, you know, there was a couple of big updates and it really wasn't much of a difference. I mean, obviously security and stuff like that is important, but even like I said, on the Moto E4 Plus, it's running 7.1, but they're continuing to push out security updates, which who knows, right? Because <laughs> I think we all heard about the the fact that some manufacturers are kind of pretending they're rolling out security updates. But either way, I hope that it's not true with this one that I got on my Moto E4 Plus. But yeah, so I, you know, I looked a lot looked around a lot for the Moto X4 ready to you know pull the trigger and and buy it but I just I couldn't really decide and you know I was looking on eBay I was on Motorola's website ready to order from them Uh, I looked locally I looked at uh, my you know Best Buy which isn't too far from here so I looked at, at all those places so they're all you know around the same price and I just I couldn't pull the trigger for some reason. And and really, this is what happens when I decide to, because I've, I've gone through this where I've decided to, you know, purchase a more expensive phone, which for a lot of people, this, you know, the Moto X4 is a drop in the bucket as far as expensive phones go. But for me, it, you know, it's a bit more than I usually spend. But usually when I make the decision to buy a device that's a little more expensive, there's this thing that kicks in in my head that says, well, if you're going to spend that much, why not look around and, and see what your best option is at that price point? So inevitably that happened again this time and I and I really started to hone in on the LG G6 as well because it's right around the same price point right now. And I think one of the big selling points of both the X4 and the G6 is the wide angle camera on the back, which is was one of the reasons that I wanted to get the X4. So I started looking at the G6 as well. Like I said, it's around the same price point. But I just I couldn't pull the trigger on that one either. You know, there was a lot of things that just I don't know, it's just little things that kept me from from doing it. You know, battery life was a big factor. Uh, The Moto X4, I think, would get better battery life than the G6. But I just I don't know I couldn't get either one. I, I, you know, researched and looked into a lot of them. I mean, I I like when (laughs) reviewers go back to a device or, you know, that you see these videos where it's like the, the LG G6 in 2018, is it still worth it? You know? And it's like, yeah, it's still worth it. It's still a good device, you know? So I, but either way, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get myself to purchase either one of them. So, and I also started looking at, the Moto G5 Plus again, but the uh, 64 gigabyte, 4 gig of RAM version, the Moto G5 Plus version of that. So I, because it's about a hundred dollars cheaper and it's, you know, I was thinking, oh, I don't need this Moto X, you know, I just, I just go through this, this struggle when I'm about to spend that much. So, and like I said, again, this isn't an uber expensive phone. So it's just a process that I go through, I think when I'm ready to to purchase something like that. So I, I just, you know, a lot of things I weigh in in the decision. So I ended up not going with any of them. So what what happened was is that I went through all of this. I went through all this research for the, the Moto X4, the LG G6, the Moto G5 Plus, and all this stuff. And then I ended up, wa- see what I, <laughs> what happened is I start watching repair videos on them 
because I think if I'm going to spend this much money, I want to use it for a few years. And, you know, maybe at some point I want to replace the battery, you know, because the battery usually wears out over time. And it's something that if I can do it myself, I'd like to. So looking at the G6 and the X4, they both have glass front and back. So I immediately that just to me says I'm not going to be able to do this myself. And and I've started to get a little bit more on board with taking it to a repair shop and having them do it, you know, because they're more professional. So I thought that's an option, you know, but I'd still like it to do it myself. Uh, the Moto G5 Plus, you have to take out the screen, even though the back is not glass. You still have to remove the screen adhesive to get in there. And I'm just, I'm not comfortable pulling a screen off of a phone. Uh, I'm, I'm so afraid I'm going to break it in some way. It, everything is so sensitive, you know, as far as the screen goes, when you start jamming, you know, guitar picks and, and playing cards under there, you don't know what you're going to break, which, I, you know, it's happened to me in the past, which is why I'm saying, saying it. So, so I started to look at a more repairable device. I started looking at the Moto X Pure Edition or the Moto X Style. I think that's what it is in Europe, the style. And just because it has the, you know, the nice stereo speakers, the the Motorola experience on it, you know, I think it only goes up to 7.0 Android. So, but, you know, you can get it at a great price and the battery life isn't that great, but it is easy to replace, easier to replace the battery. The back is just stuck on with some adhesive back. That's the key is that you open up the back of it instead of having to remove the screen. So, it was definitely a better proposition and you can get new back cover for it because I would just get the black version with adhesive. You know, you can get a new back cover with adhesive on it and a new battery, you know, for about 40 bucks and it would be simple enough to do it myself. So I haven't ruled out the getting another Moto X Pure Edition or style, but you know, I don't know. It's probably not going to now. I think what I'm going to try and refocus on is getting a uh, Windows Phone 8.1 device. So I'm still kind of leaning towards getting a Lumia 920 just because it is so affordable and it's a decent device. You know, it's a decent device to have on hand as an 8.1 device. So that's probably where I'll end up going with that. So yeah, lots of adventures this week in phone, lots of video watching and, you know, GSM arena-ing with, you know, comparative and then phone size comparisons and, you know, just trying to, you know, like I said, it's it's a process. Every time I decide that I want to get a, a device and pay a little extra, I feel like I kind of go through this and, you know, ultimately tell myself like, do you really need this? You know? And it's like, no, you don't. But you know, my wife's very, is very encouraging and is like, you know, this is your hobby. You know, you don't, you don't do a whole lot of other stuff. So this is something that would make you happy and you would enjoy. So, but, and she's right, you know, it is, it's some, it's one of those, like, I just want to enjoy my devices. So, and I enjoy getting a new device and don't get a ton of, you know, newer high mid <laughs> I can't even say high end you know I can't even say like flagship phones I don't buy new flagship phones so it's just one of those things where I want 
to upgrade to a nice new device for me, which is usually lower mid-range, so which the Moto X4 kind of falls into that. It looks like a really nice device, and who knows? <laughs> Next week, I may come back and say that, you know, oh, I bought the Moto X4, you know, and, and just couldn't resist ultimately and decided to get it. But we'll see. The adventure continues because Lord knows this week I'll probably continue uh, shopping around and and seeing what I can find, but like I said, I'll I'll probably try and focus on getting an eight point one device, probably a Lumia nine twenty. So I'll report back if if I have ever <laughs> purchased another device. So uh, for now, the Q six in hand right now has been really nice. So not in any rush, and I need to kind of remember that, I guess. All right, so just to wrap things up. I think in the future, you know, I, I have a couple of things I want to talk about in the future, just to kind of preview them for future episodes. I keep <laughs> I keep meaning to write these ideas down, so I'm trying to maybe audio log them here. So in the future, I'm going to talk a little bit about audiobooks and what my wife and I do with audiobooks, or I should say how I keep us or how I create audiobooks for us. So there's a process, <laughs> kind of a lengthy process that. I go through, well, it's not lengthy, but there's a few, a bunch of steps. Maybe I'll do a write-up for it. It's probably better in write-up form, but either way, I'll probably talk about it too. So uh, about how, what we do with our audiobooks and the whole process there. And also, which uh, that in part kind of uh, like the tools that I use for that. But uh, also in the future, I want to talk a little bit about how <laughs> being a tech geek has really helped me to be a, a better graphic designer and web designer and web, you know, it's kind of obvious, you know, geeky coding and all, coding and all that stuff. But there's a lot of other aspects to graphic design where being, you know, kind of tech savvy and computer savvy have helped me a lot in my professional uh, graphic design career. So things that have, you know, lots of tools and, and just processes that I've, because I'm, you know, a tech geek, <laughs> they've really helped me out and helped me to become a faster and better graphic designer. So I'm going to try and put together some notes on that and talk about that in the future too. So yeah, thanks for tuning in again to Pixel Swim, the Pixel Swim podcast. This was episode 13. Like I said, uh, you can go to pixelswim.com for all the show notes on this. Feel free to leave a comment there or there's a contact form if you want to contact me or there's uh, social media links. I'm on Twitter quite a bit and you can find those all at pixelswim.com, like I said. So thank you again for tuning in. I appreciate it as always. Have a great week or, or evening or month or <laughs> this actually falls out of step with what I usually use. So have a great evening or night or morning or brunch or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again and Godspeed. speed.